What's up, guys? You're listening to the Life in Motion audio experience, featuring interviews around travel, action sports, culture, and more. Welcome to episode 25 of the Life in Motion audio experience. In this episode, I chat with Brian Bell from Keep Virginia Cozy. They have a simple mission of protecting the wilderness while inspiring all Virginians to do the same. If you like what you hear or feel inspired, don't forget to hit that share button. Cheers. What's going on, everybody? Um, a couple episodes ago, um, I had Shep from Beyond Boundaries on the podcast, um, and he actually introduced uh, us to our next guest, Brian Bell, who's also doing some awesome stuff um, out there on the East Coast. Um, he's part of an organization called uh, Keep Virginia Cozy, who has a pretty simple mission of kind of helping protect the wilderness and inspiring other Virginians to do the same. Uh, but anyways, Brian, super uh, nice to have you on the podcast, and you know, I appreciate you taking the time. Dude, yeah, thank you so much for having me, and sorry it was a, a little bit of a slow start there, but getting everything ready to go, I'm excited to be here. <laughs> no worries at all. So let's go ahead and just um, jump into it. You know, what? give us a little background on, you know, who you are, um, you know, where you grew up, different hobbies um, you got into and whatnot, and kind of, you know, just what's your, what's your origin story? Yeah, so, I, you know, I live over here in Virginia, um, was Born in Stanton, uh, Stanton, Virginia, over in the mountains, like right near the Shenandoah Valley, and uh, have lived in Richmond for for several years now. Um, it's a nice little nice little hub to be in. But I, I started out outside younger than I can even you know remember. My parents are, are very outdoorsy, and they had us camping and and everything outside from a, a super early age. And I was in Cub Scouts all the way up through Boy Scouts, and I'm an Eagle Scout. So I've I've slept outside probably more than I ever will inside, which is the way I like to keep it. (laughs) That's funny. And Staunton is out by JMU, if I'm not mistaken, right? Yeah. So it's actually, it's just south of JMU um, by about 20 minutes. And uh, it's just, it sits right between the Allegheny Mountains and, you know, the Blue Ridge Mountains. So right there, it's just a perfect little nest to be cradled in. Uh, Yeah, I was going to say that's perfect for growing up. And the outdoors, because you because you have the mountains out there, and that, that I know that drive is beautiful in the fall. Um, I oh yeah, had a chance to do much exploring there, but I've gone through it some. Yeah, it is absolutely beautiful. <laughs> That's awesome. So, so you said you know, kind of growing up, um, you know, living there is that kind of what in kind of your family was into the outdoors and kind of got you involved with uh, Boy Scouts and whatnot as well is that just like what kind of things did you did you do out there um you know besides like explore in the woods and, and those sorts of things yeah you know a lot for me honestly that was a big part of it it's uh you know there's there's one thing i was always taught growing up and and stuff was that you're bored only by choice you know so most a lot of people i won't say most but you know some kids growing up are they can't find something to do or all their friends are busy or whatever and they're oh i'm bored and all this and you know i never really had that opportunity because i was always outside and so i that's kind of where i started cultivating my love of the outdoors and my really you know my passion for solitude and and just enjoying what nature has given us anyway um, you know i can go do a hike somewhere and sit beside a pond in the mountains and be completely content with nothing more than the quietness that comes with it and my dog beside me. And, you know, I think I'm very thankful that, that growing up, I was afforded the opportunity to do just that. If I was bored inside, okay, you know, put the Game Boy down and go outside and go disappear on some trails for the rest of the day. And, you know, so that was, that was a huge help in helping me establish 
the way I feel about the world outside and, and how I want to be able to give back to that because I realized how big it was for me growing up. But, uh, but yeah, you know, Cub Scouts and Boy Scouts and, and all that is a great thing to be a part of. And I, I'm super thankful for that time. But my, my number one favorite thing to do out there is, you know, kind of it's like John Muir used to say, you know, he hates the term hiking because it, you know, implies you're just like passing through somewhere with a mission to get somewhere else. <laughs> and, you know, so sauntering is the best way to be outside. And that's, that's what I spent most of my time doing. You know, my backpacking is, is extensive in what I've done, but it's more fun for me because I, you know, I might not stick to the traditional go do a 25 mile loop. I might only make it six miles in and find some really pretty spot that I've never seen. And I might camp there for a day or two or something like that. So yeah, backpacking would be my number one favorite activity outside, apart from just being there and being quiet in the outdoors. Yeah, definitely. And I, and I, um, and kind of like you said, you know, if you're, if you're bored growing up, you know, you just go out and do something. Um, and it's, I'm, I'm sure it's kind of different or maybe, uh, unique for you, I guess, growing up somewhere, um, surrounded by the mountains and stuff and then going, um, and then being, uh, you know, living in Richmond for, you know, for however long in the city, but right outside of the city, there's all these other things that you can do. So it's kind of probably, it's probably helpful for you to be able to, um, appreciate both of those and you still get away and find that peacefulness, um, you know, that, that you'd find in the mountains. But at the same time, if you want to go in the hustle and bustle of the city, you know, you can get out there and do that and help bring people out from the city as well. Exactly. And that's been, that's been actually, you know, sometimes it can be kind of overwhelming because by most people's standards, uh, Richmond is not a big city. Yeah. Um, it's, it's a great size, but it's by no means is it a big city. But for me, it's, huge you know because it's I uh I I enjoy very much being able to, to find my own space and you know have personal time and things like that so that's why Richmond I feel is a great spot for me right now because it allows exactly that like you know yesterday for instance we did uh, our second annual we drove up to Shenandoah and set up a big old spot up there on like where the the AT crosses the skyline uh-huh. and uh you know we did some trail magic yesterday we had like a peanut butter and jelly, build your own sandwich station, some bagels and cream cheese and apples, bananas, crackers, all this stuff and extra water and everything to, you know, feed the hikers that are doing their through hike this year. But I was also back in time for our closeout event with uh, Terrapin Brewery, where we did like an ales for trails campaign um, in the evening. So I was able to be in the mountains for six hours during the morning and then, you know, be in the middle of the city for something we were doing at night. So you're right in that regard. It is nice for exactly that, but uh, it is it is also nice to still be able to slip over a little deeper in the woods and 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 fade out for a bit. <laughs> That's awesome. So so with that, what I'm I would imagine you know you you mentioned you know backpacking and, and whatnot. What um what are some of the interesting like trips that you've been on or or uh, you know with hiking or any good stories from from anything like that. Oh, sure. I, um, <laughs> yeah, it's kind of, yeah, I'm like, I just had like a flash of stories flash through my head. I'm trying to figure which ones would make the most sense that aren't just, uh, stories of, you know, a lot of these are also stories of like me growing up and my best friend also just probably enjoying things in the woods that are weird to everybody else or something, you know, or like, I don't know, but one of my favorite things, um, I went on it. I have a, a really good friend of mine lives in Oregon. And I've been out to visit her a few times. And uh, the first time I went out there, we went and hiked 
Uh, we did a small section um, where the PCT like parallels with a couple trails that we were on okay. in Oregon and Eagle Creek that was just on fire last year, that whole um, gorge area right there. Uh, we did some backpacking through there and that was just amazing because that was my first time seeing the Pacific Northwest and, you know, hiking in Virginia and growing up around here. I love everything we have. I mean, the forests are beautiful. Like all of these like gigantic, like monolithic rock outcrops are amazing. And then I get over to the Pacific Northwest and it looks like I'm walking around the set of Jurassic Park. You know, I have ferns <laughs> that are, you know, up to my neck. You know, I'm not a very tall person, but they were up to my neck. And then, you know, you make a left and then all of a sudden it's a 200 foot cliff to this raging ocean. And I'm just like, oh my God, like this is, you know, it just, it seems so much more like alive in a different way. Yeah. And that was so much fun. And so I went back out again this past February and uh, we did some hikes, but it was, it was amazing. The one we did this past February was just, uh, you know, the park scale is so different. Like here in Richmond, we have Forest Hill Park, which is great. And a number of other parks, which have little trails and things like that. But uh, we did Silver Falls and uh, that's in that inside that park in a six mile loop, you see 10 waterfalls. And I'm not talking like, you know, the, the water fell off a four foot rock. I'm talking you make a corner and it like sucks the breath out of your lungs because it's a 200 foot drop into a gigantic punch bowl, like that kind of stuff. Oh my goodness. Yeah. It's amazing. So like getting, getting to be older, which is fantastic, but also affording me the opportunity to do things like travel more than I could when I was, uh, you know, 17 year old boy scout. Like it's, it's nice. I'm, I'm really enjoying, um, you know, getting to do things like that. And my best friend, he still lives over in Stanton. So we, we link up all the time and, and we'll disappear just next weekend. We're going over to West Virginia, um, to do some, uh, there's like a via Ferrata route over there that, that his wife hadn't done. And my sister hasn't done. So I roped in, uh, my brother-in-law, my sister and, and Josh's wife, and we're all going to go over there and do some hiking. My friend Lindsay's going to come. We're all going to go over there and spend the day out in, out in West Virginia. So it's, it's nice. Yeah. It's, it sounds like you do a lot of disconnecting, um, in that sense, as far as, you know, like you said, it's kind of little mini trips and then, um, it's, yeah, it's cool that you're getting out to, or you're able to, um, take longer distant trips now, like to Oregon and see all that kind of stuff. Cause you know, some people think of hiking or going outdoors, like, well, if I've done it once, I've done it, you know, that is, that's enough. And, you know, it's just going to be the same every time. But like you said, I mean, just comparing between the two coasts are, you know, completely different. I've never been to the Pacific Northwest, but, um, I could only imagine how much more lush it is and, oh, and everything. Yeah. It's unreal. But. Um, so I, so obviously, you know, you, you grew up and you've always kind of had that love for, uh, for the outdoors, like you said, just kind of always been active with it. But when, or maybe it didn't, maybe it was always like this, but when did the, when did your kind of mindset going from, okay, I'm, I'm in, actively enjoying, you know, this hike or whatever this, you know, whatever activity you're doing outdoors to being like, okay, I want to do something about this to help preserve, um, the trails and, and, you know, help kind of keep everything beautiful and lush. I mean, you know, there's a, and I'm sure, you know, or, or see a lot of people, you know, there's a lot of people that go outdoors and, and do hikes and on the, on greenways and that kind of stuff too. But they're maybe not as uh, conscious about, you know, Oh, there's some trash. I should pick this up or I should, I should do something. I should be more involved in the environment. I guess if that makes sense. So did yeah. that ever, was there ever a time where that kind of like that switch, I guess kind of flipped for you um, to kind of get more um, 
uh, not only be active, but being involved in that as well. I guess if that makes sense. Yeah. I, you know, I don't, so I, I do know what you're saying, but I don't think that there, I can't look back and see, uh, you know, like June 5th, 1994, <laughs> you know, I decided at 10 AM that this is what was going to happen. Um, so I don't, yeah, I don't have like a inception point for it. It's just, I've always been, because we've always been outside, my whole family, you know, has kept me outside the whole time. Like, I, in a good way, not like, you know, keeping you outside. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. not like what you do with like a, a pet you adopt. You know, keep it outside. Um, no, but like, the, you know, just being outside. So obviously these places that I enjoyed seeing, I enjoyed seeing them because they were beautiful places. I didn't enjoy going there and seeing this amazing view and then also two crumpled Natty Light cans to my left, you know. Um, so I've always packed out everything that I was able to. And, you know, a number of my friends have started adopting the same thing where, you know, it's kind of great, actually, because like, and not that I would have to ask very much, but like, now when we all go out in a group, it could just be a day hike, but then we end up crossing paths with these people and they legitimately think that we're there for a mission to collect litter because every one of my friends is so conscientious about picking up any trash that they see that it's just become this awesome, you know, kind of like environmental vacuum cleaner of you know stuff when we're going down the trail but i you know yeah i just i made the choice in my head i was like you know this would be really cool if other people would pack out what they packed in i know litter is just 100 percent due to lack of awareness and laziness because people don't seem to be able to see past like their arm's length you know if you're out there and you throw a can over the rock you know you don't see that can so out of sight out of mind keep going and it's a bummer, but that's, that's a huge factor in how people operate. And so I started kind of being like, Hey, let's go do this. Like, I know we're going to do this hike today anyway, but like, what if we packed out whatever trash we found and that kind of stuff. And it just became really popular amongst my friends. So I started thinking that maybe we could do like a weekly campaign. Like that's what we're doing now is we have our trashy Tuesdays. And two years ago, this will just July 28th will be our two year, um, anniversary of getting our like 501c3 approval for stuff but we've been doing things well before that but it's uh you know it's just become this thing now where if we're gonna be outside and that's what we're gonna do let's just try and make it so that the next person going doesn't have anything that they have to pack out and they can legitimately just go there to enjoy the view it'll be nice if they do see trash that they do take it but it would also be nice if the person coming up the trail behind me could do absolutely nothing except enjoy the way nature is supposed to look yeah that's all. And kind of to your point, you know, they, you know, hopefully they don't see anything. Um, but if they, if they, if there's somebody like hiking close to you that you don't know or whatever, they see you actually being conscious about going, picking something up or whatever, I'm sure it kind of creates um, somewhat of a, of a ripple effect, if you will, or people like, Hey, you know, this guy's doing it or this group is doing, it. you know, maybe we should do this too. You know, we're out here all doing the same thing, enjoying the same trail, you know, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it definitely does. Like there's a, you know, there's for sure a, a reaction to it because, you know, and I guess my thing, for instance, like a lot of the, the trashy Tuesdays that we do, a lot of my friends come out and, and we'll be going down a trail or something here in Richmond. Like, there's a lot of parks here, like along the James river and everything. And, and we'll be out there and there'll be people sitting there enjoying the river and they'll see us and they'll say, Oh, Hey, thanks for doing that. And my response is always like, Oh yeah, no problem. Like, thanks for being outside. And then I'll keep walking down the trail and then I'll inevitably hear like my friend Leah, who's two or three people behind me, you know, they'll be like, Oh, thank you for doing that. And she'll be like, yeah, you know, you can do it with us. And 
then like literally the next week or two weeks down the road, I mean, we've had several people who have become loyal uh, volunteers for our weekly campaigns just because someone in our group said, hey, yeah, you can also do this too. This isn't just something that, you know, you have to thank the person doing it. Like you're welcome to join us. And we, we have like a huge base of people that love genuinely to do it because you get outside, you're feeling good about what you're doing with your time, giving back to the places that we all enjoy. And you're also realizing that you also hold stake in the places that we all get to recreate in, you know? And I've just been amazed at the turnaround with it because like our first cleanup, our first litter cleanup had, I think, seven people there and three of them were related to me you know they were my family where i basically was like hey come here do this (laughs) and we just did one in forest hill park last week and we had 35 people show up so wow yeah so you know i mean and that's just because people realize that yeah hey i can also feel good about doing something for one hour a week and i can also meet cool new like-minded people and things like that so the the growth rate just because it's something that feels good to do and has a tangible effect on our environment is pretty awesome to see that that is awesome and and (laughs) i feel uh uh funny saying this but thank you for doing that um yeah and no seriously like (laughs) this is what i know a lot of people have you know like their their you know their their form of meditation or whatever you know like a lot of people do yoga and a lot of people do you know working out and a lot of people do anything that they can reading or zoning out is their their way of giving back and it might sound weird but like for me for instance i find it very therapeutic to walk down a trail or walk through the woods or pick a random trailhead entrance and spend an hour picking up trash it's not that i like picking up trash but it's very like zenful for me to zone out and know that I'm giving back in a way that everyone can enjoy. I'm making the places I love cleaner. And it also gives me time to like process the week. So just because I'm out there, you know, picking up, you know, old Gatorade bottles and stuff doesn't mean that like in my head, I'm not also processing like everything that has occurred during the week or thinking about a new book that I read. It's very, very much I'm benefiting as well. So like don't have to thank me for it, which I, I appreciate your, your thanks, but it's also, I'm benefiting just as much. No, I understand, I understand what you, what you mean by that. And, um, I don't know if this is the best way to put it, but it's sort of, um, I mean, for the most part, it's a mindless activity. You know, you see a trash, you, yeah. pick up, you, don't, have to, you don't have to put much thought behind, it, like you said, so you can let those other thoughts kind of come through. And then at the same time, you know, that you're actually contributing in a, in a good way. So I, no, I definitely understand what you mean by the whole, the, therapeutic side of it or, or whatnot um so and i you know, i know we just kind of touched on 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 kind of some of that but what is so what is kind of keep virginia cozy and like i said i know you just kind of touched on that some with the trash cleanups and stuff um and a little bit how it started but um some more detail i guess of what what you you guys's you know mission is um and any other events and stuff that you guys do, you know, besides, you know, the, the trashy uh, Tuesdays and, and whatnot. Yeah. So it's uh, yeah, exactly. So all of our events and everything um, trashy Tuesdays, those occur uh, in the summer season and spring and things like that in the fall. So every year we hold a um, Earth Day event and it's as close to the actual Earth Day as it can be like this past year, it was on the 13th just because Earth Day was also the same weekend as Easter. Yeah. Um, 
so you know so we did our earth day event and we chose down here by the river and and got i think it was like 260 something point whatever pounds of it was it was in the deep twos like the amount of litter and recycling we got out of the park in just three in just three hours it was insane and we had a huge turnout for that and the weather was awful that day like it had been raining for about (laughs) 30 hours the day before it was pretty much scheduled to rain for the next three days. We had a small break in the rain between 9 a.m. and 1.30. And we had a ton of people show up, do what they could, get as much trash out as they can, and then, you know, go back and enjoy the rest of their day. And it was amazing. But that's kind of our kickoff event for our Trashy Tuesdays. And those are, you know, basically around each week to kind of spread awareness because we get a lot of people. It's easy for people who get off work to just throw, you know, okay, well, I'm just going to also go do this for an hour, see some buddies, maybe meet some new people and whatever, and then go on about my day and it's still fine. So those are kind of just around to, to stay on the radar. Like every week we're like, ping, we're doing this, ping, we're doing this. And it's great because it keeps it at the forefront of people's minds. But we do so many other events, you know, slash activities that I am really thankful this year to have been a part of because it kind of, this year is, is when we're starting to mesh into what I have wanted it to be all along. And it's been great. We started with the litter cleanups because that was a great way to gain traction uh, quickly. And it has done exactly that. And now we are still having that at the front of what we're doing, but we're also kind of expanding on the sides with some fun things, or at least I think fun things that are just basically to benefit the outdoors in general. So For instance, I went up to um, New Hampshire in October for two weeks and got my wilderness first responder certification, something I've been wanting to do for a long time, and uh, went back up in January to get my instructor certification. So starting, I have one more class actually that's June 14th that I have to shadow. Um, But after that, I'm going to start teaching CPR classes um, through Keep Virginia Cozy for anybody who wants to take them. I'll be able to certify them as CPR certified because that's something that's important that happens. Unfortunately, it happens in the backcountry sometimes. And if you, the little bit that you know, you know, can be, can legitimately be the difference between life or death with that. And we hope we'd never have to use it, but I'll be thankful to be able to offer people the ability to be CPR certified. So that's one cool thing. Um, We also team up with a bunch of local schools here in Richmond, a lot of the Montessori schools and things like that. And we do um, restoration projects for local pollinators because, like, for instance, we all know that the honeybees and, and, you know, every other pollinating insect is in huge danger right now. So we'll do things like make seed balls, which will take all local Virginia non-invasive wildflower seeds and mix them in with this like, organic clay stuff that... Um, our friends at the Richmond hostel here in town supply us with, and we'll hold hold events with them and with the schools and we'll go out and we'll make 2000 seed balls. And so on our next litter cleanup, we'll, you know, have the kids with us and stuff and they'll throw those all around town. So hopefully in like six months, there'll be like a little pocket of wildflowers all over town that, you know, new feeding stations for pollinators, hummingbirds, bees, all that stuff. Um, So that's something that's kind of cool. And, we give back in a, in a couple of ways. Like we have a state park that's right here, just south of us, uh, Pocahontas State Park. And every Thursday we go out there in the morning um, from like eight to 10 and we chop wood because 
they harvest all their trees that fall on their property and then they cut those up into the wood piles and that's what the campers that camp there use so they're not bringing in wood from outside sources um, so we do all kinds of little tiny things all around and it's basically it's just anything that can make somebody's experience outside better in any way are all the things that i really really want uh want to do like we the last one i'm thinking about for instance you know this past january when the government was shut down and everything was kind of in this grinding halt, at least national park wise and stuff because you know no one wanted to go to work when they weren't getting paid but by no one going to work nothing was getting done and yeah. none of those places were protected and a bunch of stuff happened in Shenandoah National Park, as well as every other national park, that had no business happening. So we went up in January um, and took a, a group. It was about like about nine of us uh, yeah. went up and we parked outside at the entrance, the southern entrance at Rockfish Gap. And we hiked in a few miles up to a couple of the overlooks and stuff and the trailheads. And we packed out probably about 40 pounds of litter. Wow. Um, yeah, just from people who had gone in there, you know, skipped the gate. Like somebody had rammed the gate with their truck and just been able to drive up into the Skyline Drive. <laughs> and there was, I mean, the whole length of the parkway, there was just bottles, broken glass, cigarette butts. And then there was leftover food containers and all this stuff. And people had spray painted trailhead signs. And so we, you know, we did all that. We removed as much of the spray paint as we could with this crazy stuff from Lowe's called Goof Off, um, <laughs> which is, you definitely need to be like upwind of that stuff because it'll be yeah i'm sure you're wearing a little mask and (laughs) (laughs) oh my god yeah but uh you know stuff like that so the litter is great and we're trying to you know keep that at the spear tip because those are important things that need to be rectified but a lot of what we're doing is i'm trying to make it more um you know backcountry conservation stuff because there's just a laundry list of things that need to get done by people like the forest service and the national park service and you know, things like that, that they also agree are important, but they don't have the time to do. So we can step in and be delegated those tasks and give them a helping hand uh, while they also work on the things that are on their plate. Yeah, that's, that's how, and yeah, you just said like, so, so many good things right there. And I remember too, like one, I thought the, um, I think it's interesting how you're using the, um, things that I, I've had never even thought of, like you said, kind of the, the flower, or the seed balls or whatever whatever you call them with wildflowers and kind of incorporating the, the kind of youth that's in the schools of the Richmond area. And then it's the same thing with the firewood. I think those are all awesome and unique ways, and especially kind of to lay that kind of groundwork and that foundation for the youth to say, Hey, you know, this is important. Like this world is yours too. And kind of lead by example there. Um, and then the same, same way with more less the deep clean, um, like you said, with the, with the park systems. Um, so, so with, with both of those, I guess, um, I, I mean, do you just kind of reach out to, to them and say, Hey, what, um, you know, what does, I guess with the classroom, it's a little bit different. I'm sure you kind of bring the idea to them, but with like the park system, you know, are you just saying, Hey, you know, this is my organization. This is what we do. What, what can we do for you? And then just, then you just kind of rally your troops together and and make that trip or kind of, what does that look like? Yeah. So it's, it's interesting. Um, uh, you know, a lot of that this year has also been like a learning process because, you know, we, we want to help and we're capable of helping, but the last thing that we would ever want to do is kind of get in the way of somebody else also doing good, you know? Yeah. Um, 
so the like that's been an interesting thing to kind of navigate because you know we might for instance know like four trailheads on the eastern side of shenandoah that most likely aren't going to see um you know ranger entrances from over there have been vandalized so i'll put those together take some pictures and send an email to i know their volunteer coordinator who i met a year ago um and i'll send her an email and say hey i don't know if you guys have any plans to be over here in the next however long but i was thinking of being here next tuesday um and we were going to just do these three things like you know try to get this cleaned up try to fix this sign and do whatever um so she'll say you know hey like we didn't even know that was a problem thank you so much you know let us know whatever blah 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 blah, if you need any help or how we can help that kind of thing and we'll go up and we'll do that and you know it'll it'll go well and then we'll send her pictures and stuff and then they can at least go on about their day because they are spread so thin that i know trying to get them to help would be more of a hindrance than you know just being able to say hey we can do this part we just want to let you know that we are doing this part um so that's been going well, but I, I'm very fortunate to have some like well-placed, really good friends of mine. Like I have a buddy of mine who works for the forestry department. Um, so he knows of things that are going on. Like, you know, the, the George Washington and the Jefferson national forest, for instance, they have a whole different set of rules, uh, than the national parks because federal lands are not, they're just not governed the same as a national park is. Mm -hmm. And so you'll see things like, um, I don't know, for instance, like you, you might be walking on some trail and make a turn and then come across a camp that is very clearly like a squatter's camp or something. You know what I mean? Oh, uh, yeah. It might not be still active, but it might have been set up and dismantled and like, you know, left there for the past 10 years. So you'll basically show up on like a home site where somebody has like dug a hole and like got a building out there or whatever and done all this stuff. But all that's just sitting there vacant and is an eyesore and also like just a bummer it's just gross you know it's not supposed to be there so we'll do things like whatever he sends down the chain of, of us is you know he'll say hey out at um you know hone quarry or something for instance like we know that beyond the reservoir there must have clearly been like a a big old like weekend bash or something and there's just too much stuff out there and we don't have like a specific garbage team to go pick it up so you know, FYI, if you're thinking about doing any cleanups in the area, this would be a good spot to start like those kinds of things. Okay. Um, so we can kind of like more localize our events based on what they also would see most pertinent, which is great. Um, Cause it'll, it'll always be beneficial to go out and pick up litter, but, or, or do restoration projects or do what we can, but it's definitely more of a help when we know that, you know, rather than just spending time somewhere we think is pretty and like, Oh, by the way, grab that, you know, beer can we can go do some actual good based on the needs of, you know, those guys who are trying to do just as much. Definitely. And like you said, I mean, you're, you're taking stuff off of, off of their plate so they can focus on, you know, whatever other issues that they have going on. And so it's cool that you guys can kind of work together and like in, in that sense and that they're open and responsive to that and, and sending you ideas as well. Yeah, exactly. And I've been very, very thankful for that because, um, you know, it just, it makes it easier all around to know like where each of us is operating and how we're operating and, and that kind of thing. And the school stuff, the, the things we do with like the students and stuff, all of that is, um, those have been presented to me from my friends who are teachers at those places. So I didn't have to actually reach out um, to them and propose a plan. But, you know, one of my friends who works at a Montessori school was saying, you know, hey, we do a, a 
big old, you know, holiday bash before Thanksgiving every year. And we think it'd be really cool if this year we incorporated seed balls. I'm like, okay, cool. So we'll do that. And then another friend of mine was saying, hey, every other Friday, we take a group of kids out into Forest Hill Park and we do little like nature walk things. So if we could pair that with like a litter cleanup and uh, plant identification so kids know what poison ivy looks like, that would be really cool. Oh, yeah. And I was like, yeah, that's a great idea. Like, let's do that. So those have been really cool things that my friends have brought to me uh, that we've brought to fruition. But everything else is, is pretty much I'm just kind of sending a lot of emails, you know, throwing a lot of noodles against the wall to see what sticks. And we luckily we get we hear back from a good amount of them. Um, but the overwhelming consensus is, you know, everybody's swamped. So you just kind of have to close your eyes and point at something and just start from there. Yeah. Yeah. No, that, that definitely makes sense. Um, so, and it's in, you know, kind of one of my questions, how you kind of see the community involvement and it sounds like it's just kind of been, um, you know, whether a ripple effect with people actually being active in it. And then also you kind of raising awareness for the uh, organization itself with these uh, different, you know, uh, parks and schools and whatnot, um, which is awesome. And remind me, how long how long did you say that you guys have been around again? Yeah, so this coming July 28th is going to be our second anniversary. Okay, that's um, awesome. Yeah, so I've been I've been getting friends together to do things, um, you know, several years now, like longer than that. But the inception of Keep Virginia Cozy officially will be July 28th, 2017, was our start date. That's awesome. And it sounds like you guys have, have, have done and got a you know, good uh, hit the ground running, I guess, if, if you will, and, and kind of growing that pretty, pretty well. Yeah. And I, I'm very, very grateful for that. But I'll, almost all of that can be attributed to, um, you know, the traction that we've gained is very much representative of the good people that we know. And it's people like Shep from Beyond Boundaries. Um, you know, he and, and Kyle and I are, are good friends outside of what we do uh, professionally. But, you know, the, the work that they're doing is incredible. And I, you know, I get asked to help them do things like when they took the, um, like the McShen Foundation went rock climbing with a group of men um, a couple of weeks back. And, you know, he was like, hey, can you come and, and you know, do some belaying that day and, and help us out and everything and just, you know, kind of be like a, you know, a positive role model force or you know just a positive impact on these people and I was like yeah dude that'd be awesome like so that's been a huge help is is you know our relationships with one another things like that and I just I'm also very fortunate to have a large group of friends in the Richmond area and Virginia around who are also doing equally cool things like Boston Brewery for instance is a, a brewery in Richmond that has also been around for uh two years of this July, but right out of the gate, when they open their doors, they have a very, very big uh, impact on environmental stuff. They try to do like, they do a great job of doing everything, um, you know, sustainably and, and correctly from the get go, which is great. Um, but right out of the, right out of the opening, they reached out and they were like, Hey, you know, we'd like to do a litter cleanup with you and just kind of let people know that we're also interested in giving back to where we're setting down roots and ever since then, they have been a sponsor of ours for every single event. Every year of our Earth Day cleanup, every week of our Trashy Tuesdays, after we pick up trash, um, regardless of what park we're in, we always go back to Boston at, um, you know, at, at the, like the end of those. And we sit on the patio and we all hang out. And, you know, 
they've got kombucha on draft for people who don't drink and they have beer on draft for people who do. And so we'll all hang out and get to talk to one another and kind of catch each other up on the week and then go over the plans for the next week and things like that. But it's all of our success can be attributed to the fact that we have really good friends who are also doing more good in the community that we're a part of. That that's awesome. Finding kind of, yeah, that with that network and finding these new, these new, uh, like the brewery and stuff that, yeah, it's awesome to have that kind of recurring stuff and, um, you know, some, some things kind of similar like that in, in Springfield, you know, there's a local brewery that kind of does the same thing and they'll, they'll kind of jump into the local, uh, community, um, in regards for things like you're doing as well. So that's awesome to hear that, that Richmond is also being uh, receptive to all of that. Oh yeah. Um, so kind of, you know, the ultimate, you know, before we kind of start wrapping things up, what is kind of the ultimate vision, I guess, you know, uh, you know, not the typical, you know, five years down the road, but you know, kind of as it's growing, what, how large do you hope, hope it to get and like how big of an impact and, and all that, or are you just kind of going, going with the flow and seeing what happens? I mean, I guess I'm always just going with the flowing to like going with the flow to see what happens. Um, and you know, and I'm, I'm not concerned. I didn't start this with the venture of it being like, Oh, maybe in eight years we'll be as big as Google, you know, and, (laughs) and that kind of thing. But what I would love, love to have happen, um, is if we, if the only thing that grows from us is people's awareness of their impact, uh, that would be, my my dreams would be met because I just want people to realize and understand that they too have a large impact on the world around them, regardless, you know, if I just drove through your neighborhood and threw a bag of trash out in your front yard and kept driving and never went back to Springfield ever, it wouldn't have any real effect on me because I'm never going back there, but I've changed your day and I've changed your environment and things like that. So people just need to realize that, you know, our impact is a lot bigger than we give it credit for. And I would love if that was what the takeaway was after this, you know, 10 years down the road, if we just have still a very loyal volunteer base showing up to our cleanups, I would be beyond thankful because I know how hard earned time is. And for people to give up even just an hour of their, their work week, just to come do good, without being paid, you know, I'm not paying anybody. They're, they're coming out of the goodness of their own heart and enjoying the fact that they get to socialize with other people who are like-minded and they get to spend a, an hour a week doing something that makes them feel good and is also producing tangible good results. But if we can still be doing what we're doing 10 years from now and we can just make the seed of awareness take hold and then let that grow and flourish, I will be beyond thankful. That's awesome. And then, and then kind of, I mean, you've, you've kind of said what you need to do or what you should do, I guess, as far as, or how, how you started it. But if someone is, you know, out, you know, out in their own community and they, and they want to kind of start, you know, maybe they're already kind of into it and they go out with a couple of buddies and they're already picking up trash or whatnot, but they want to make a bigger impact, kind of a bigger movement, if you will. Um, what, where, where did they start? You know? Yeah, so that's a that's a really good question because it's it's one of those things where if you're kind of looking um, for where to start and and trying to find things and kind of exhausting you know like 
search engines and like, where do I do this? How do I do this? It can kind of feel kind of like a cat in a bathtub where you're not really getting out anywhere to do anything, but you have all of this energy you want to expel to go do something good. I definitely went down that road when I first started this because I was like, I don't know the proper channels to begin. And I think looking back on where I was two years ago right now, the one thing that I would do differently would be literally just to not overthink it as much as I did because it still needs to get done. Things outside still need to, to take place, you know, and it's, I know it's super cliche with that whole, like when people are like, Oh, well, when you stop looking, that's when you find it, whatever that means and all that stuff. Cause, but it's true. You know, it's, you start focusing less on the stuff like, okay, well, how do I get the name of an organization or how do I get the, whatever of this and this and this and just start saying okay well we have four friends who are interested in doing this let's go do it and those four friends might come across three people when they're doing it that day who think it's a cool idea and then they tell their friends and then they tell their friends and then before you know it two years later you've got an awesome volunteer base and you're fortunate enough to be doing the things you do in your free time you know for your job and it's but I just wouldn't overthink it. I, I mean, I stressed myself out to the, the point. I was like, okay, this is a lot of money as well to start this. And am I just losing money or what's going on? And the thing that I found overwhelmingly is that there are more than enough people out there who are willing to help you uh, do good because they also want to do it, but they want someone else to plan it. So if you're just willing to kind of loosely orchestrate some stuff things will just start to fall into place and you'll come across people who are willing to donate their money and donate their time and help sustain what you're doing so i would just say try not to get stressed out in the beginning because if you do it's also very easy to just be like oh never mind i don't want to do this anymore it's too much work when it still needs to get done so just do it and everything else will start falling into place yeah no that makes sense not not stress the the little things as much and kind of have have your idea and just kind of go with it. And like you said, a lot of things will fall into place. Yeah. So, so finally to, to wrap things up, you know, where can people find, um, keep Virginia cozy online to, you know, see what you guys are up to, you know, website, Instagram, whatever you guys have going on. Yeah. So we're all over the place, which is fantastic. Um, but is also something I'm trying to get stronger with. Uh, we're very lucky. Um, like my, my good friend, Lindsay, she does most of our social media managing because I might think to do something about social media, but then I don't remember to post it. And then it's all four days later and all that stuff. But, uh, <laughs> you know, she, she's taken the reins and, and done a great job with what we're doing, but our Instagram handle is at keep Virginia cozy all spelled out. So just one long, long word, just at keep Virginia cozy. Um, our Facebook is just facebook.com slash keep Virginia cozy. Uh, we've also got, what else we got? I feel like there's something else too. Um, oh, our, so yeah, if you're on our Instagram, actually, if you look in our bio, the little thing that's about your organization and what you do, um, we have our link on there to this amazing company here in Richmond called Bonfire and they make and produce all of our shirts, all of our apparel. Um, so a lot of people, you know, We'll, we'll buy a shirt on there. And just for instance, like say you buy a shirt, like a small percentage of each shirt also comes back to us. So you're getting a shirt that you like, you know, Bonfire is making the shirt, which is helping them, which is great. And then they're giving a percentage back to us, which puts that money right back into the park. Um, so they've actually designed and made shirts for all of our campaigns. Like we have just regular shirts that say Keep Virginia Cozy. We have ones for our Trashy Tuesdays 
um, that you can get your hands on. And that's a really cool one because they don't charge us anything to set that up. And then basically everybody wins out of that because you get a cool shirt, they get to make a product, and then we get to put that money right back into the parks and stuff. So public lands get funded through each shirt sale, which is great. That's awesome. Oh, oh and our website. That was the last one. Sorry. What was um, the last one? Yeah, our website. It's uh, oh. <laughs> which would help, right? This is why I'm not going to do this stuff. Um, dot org uh, is our website, and we have um, everything on there. You can find out, you know, who we are, what we're doing, how we're doing, what we're doing, um, how to get involved if you'd like to get involved, which we would love to have you. Um, and then there's also a take action tab um, that you can share around, you know, and people can either come join us and follow us on Instagram and social, or they can, you know, make a donation right then and there that's, that, you know, tax deductible for them because we are a 501c3. So it's up to them. That's awesome. Well, guys, make sure you check that out. And if you are in the, um, the Richmond, Virginia area, um, definitely see what kind of events and stuff they have going on um, and, you know, get involved uh, and kind of feel feel that impact and the good vibes, um, that, you know, they have going on over there. So, but anyways, Brian, thanks again, man, for, um, for joining us on the podcast and kind of sharing, you know, the story of, of you growing up in the outdoors and kind of how you turn that passion into uh, protecting the outdoors now. And it sounds like, sounds like you're doing a lot, um, a lot of good and got some good headway going. So, um, you know, best of luck and luck to you with all that. Man, well, I appreciate it. And thank you guys for having me on, but you know, it's people like you guys that help us spread the word about what we're doing, which is why we get to keep doing what we're doing. So thank you for taking the time to, to help us in that regard. You bet, man. It was our pleasure. Hey, guys, awesome. I thank really you. appreciate you listening and would absolutely love if you left a rating on iTunes, Google Play, Anchor, or wherever you're listening to this. Your feedback is our inspiration to continue these stories and grow.